Hello, and welcome to Notes on the Week Ahead, a JP Morgan Asset Management podcast that gives you insights on the markets and economy to help you stay informed for the week ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at JP Morgan Funds. Today is November 15th, 2021. Financial market commentary in the week ahead will likely centre around the question of inflation. The headlines speak for themselves. CPI inflation jumped to 6.2% year-over-year in October, its highest reading in 31 years. In a world where short political soundbites often drown out rational economic analysis, the reasons for this surge are usually oversimplified, with commentators focusing on just one of many factors, ranging across pandemic-related supply disruptions, over-easy monetary policy, excessive fiscal stimulus, over-regulation, not enough workers, hardline OPEC producers, and corporations exerting near-monopoly power. However, while many of these issues have contributed to the inflation surge, the best way to understand it, and to predict where inflation goes from here, is to examine the major contributors to the inflation surge on a sector-by-sector basis. This exercise suggests that most of the current inflation pressures are indeed transitory and should ease in the year ahead. The October CPI report showed broadly rising inflation. However, there were some particular areas which made an outsized contribution to the 6.2% gain. The most obvious of these was energy, where a 30% increase over the past year contributed 2.2 percentage points of the overall 6.2% rise. This is largely due to strong gains in oil prices, with West Texas Intermediate crude more than doubling over the past year, from $39.40 per barrel in October 2020, to $81.48 in October 2021. This in turn reflects a faster rebound in global oil demand than supply. The OPEC Plus group is, so far, being quite disciplined in only slowly ramping up production. However, at over $80 a barrel, U.S. shale oil should be very profitable, and we expect to see U.S. and non-OPEC production in general increase sharply in the year ahead. A similar story can be told surrounding natural gas prices, where Henry Hub's spot prices also more than doubled to $5.51 per million BTU in October 2021, from $2.39 a year earlier. Again, high prices should encourage more supply. The more important implication of this is that based on forecasts from the Energy Information Administration, we expect that energy prices will fall by 7% over the next year, subtracting 5 tenths of a percent from CPI. If every other number in the October 2022 CPI was the same as in the 2021 report, the swing in energy prices alone would cut inflation from 6.2% year-over-year to 3.5%. The motor vehicle sector is another important area of higher inflation recently that may actually reduce inflation in the year ahead. In October, new vehicle prices were up 9.8% year-over-year and used vehicle prices were up 26.4% year-over-year. This clearly reflects a lack of inventory, with vehicles and dealer lots plummeting to under 40 days of sales by the end of September compared to an average of 64 days of sales over the past decade. The lack of inventory is widely reported to be due to the global shortage of computer chips, which helped cut U.S. auto production by 13.7% year-over-year in September. However, automakers will likely find ways of increasing production in the months ahead. One positive sign was a 3% month-over-month increase in auto manufacturing employment in October. Analysts expect a strong gain in motor vehicle output in the October industrial production release due out on Tuesday. 
If vehicle production is able to outpace demand and lead to recovery in inventories in the year ahead, then new vehicle prices should rise much more slowly and used car prices should decline. Over the next year, a 2% rise in new vehicle prices and a 5% decline in used vehicle prices would turn a 1.2% percentage point addition to year-over-year CPI inflation over the past year into a 0.1 percentage point subtraction. Food prices have also been rising quickly over the past year, with prices at grocery stores increasing by 5.4% and restaurant prices climbing 5.3%. Combined, these price increases contributed 7 tenths of a percentage point of the 6.2% year-over-year increase in October CPI. Part of this story is undoubtedly supply chain disruptions. The ISM Vendor Delivery Index, which measures the number of purchasing managers reporting slower rather than faster deliveries, is an almost 50-year high in May and has remained at close to this extreme since. Another problem is clearly labour shortages, where there are now a record 3 million more job openings than people unemployed in the US economy. However, it must also be noted that real consumer spending on food has increased at an astonishing rate, with total real spending on food at home rising by 12.9% between September 2019 and September 21, and total real spending on restaurant meals rising by 2.5% over the same period, in which the Census Bureau estimates that the U.S. population grew by just 8 tenths of 1%. While hoarding in the early days of the pandemic undoubtedly contributed to a surge in food spending early on, it is likely that government aid has had a significant impact since then. The uncomfortable reality is that food spending is the most immediate area where families cut back when budgets are squeezed, particularly among lower and middle-income households. Government stimulus checks, enhanced unemployment benefits, eviction moratoria and child tax credits like it all served a role in boosting food spending and allowing many families to switch from cheaper food to more expensive items. Looking forward, as the pandemic eases, the supply chain disruptions will likely diminish. Moreover, even if, as we expect, a reconciliation bill is finally passed by Congress extending the child tax and credit and enhancements to the earned income tax credit, most government aid has now lapsed and many lower and middle-income households will face more constrained finances in the year ahead, softening the demand for food. We estimate that food prices could rise by 2.7 percentage points in the year ahead, roughly half the pace seen in the past year, and this could knock another 0.3 percentage points off the year-over-year gain in consumer prices. One area where inflation is unlikely to abate in the year ahead is in shelter costs. Shelter accounts for almost a third of the consumer price index. While it includes hotels and home and apartment rents, the biggest part, accounting for almost a quarter of the overall CPI, is a concept called owner's equivalent rent, which is the rent homeowners would have to pay if they rented rather than owned their own home. This is not the forum for an extensive discussion on the weirdness of this particular concept. Suffice to say that it is a relatively smooth series which, for the most part, tracks actual rents paid in the economy. However, rents and hotel rates have been rising rapidly recently, and as a consequence, the shelter component of overall CPI rose 3.5% year-over-year in October, contributing 1.1 percentage points to the 6.2% rise. Shelter inflation is likely to be sticky in the year ahead. Home prices have soared in the past two years, with the median prices of new and existing homes climbing by 30% and 29% respectively in the two years ended in September 2021. Even with very low mortgage rates, landlords will want compensation for these higher prices, which should put upward pressure on rents. This could be partly offset by the reality that home buildings remained relatively strong throughout the pandemic, even as population growth has slowed, reflecting lower immigration. Even with this, however, we estimate that shelter costs could climb by more than 4% in the year ahead, 
adding 0.2% to inflation relative to October 2021. Other areas of consumer spending should see mixed inflation pressures in the year ahead. Airline fares will likely rise sharply, but spending on flights only accounts for six-tenths of 1% of the CPI, so this should have a limited impact on overall inflation pressures. Labour shortages will likely lead to a continued rise in the cost of a wide variety of services. Conversely, an easing of supply chain problems and recent overspending of consumer durable goods should cause many goods prices to ease. However, perhaps most importantly, a recent increase in inflation expectations could become embedded, allowing inflation to run a little hotter than it did in the long economic expansion of the last decade. As inflation has risen in recent months, policymakers and commentators who've, who've described inflation pressures as transitory have been treated with increasing derision. However, looking at the details of inflation that we have seen and the forces which have caused it suggests that the transitory argument is largely correct. While CPI inflation is over 6% year-over-year today, by the fourth quarter of 2022, we expect it to be running at a much more modest 2.3% year-over-year. This is not to argue that the super-easy monetary and fiscal policy of the pandemic should be maintained as the pandemic winds down. While easy policies were in order at the height of the crisis, keeping them in place as the economy moves to full recovery would only increase distortions in the economy and capital markets, reducing long-term economic growth and increasing the risk of financial shocks. However, it does suggest that investors should keep a balanced view with regard to inflation. This means focusing more on the potential impact of higher interest rates on portfolios and looking more carefully at valuations. For many investors, the real danger from inflation isn't that their portfolios are badly positioned to handle runaway inflation, it is that capital markets are priced as if inflation was close to zero, which is not the case today, and despite a potential easing of the pressures in the year ahead, will not be the case for many years to come. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week, and if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your JP Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only. And as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.